0: This is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote with Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Let's get into it. Today, I am lucky to have Jeremiah Baer with us, who's going to join me for a conversation. And Jeremiah Baer is an online nutrition coach and a trainer, and he just so happens to be my coach as well. So he is an expert in the science of nutrition and training and is super knowledgeable. I am very excited that you are here today. So to be here. Awesome. Um, Before we get started, can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, like you said, my name is Jeremiah Baer. Um, I'm currently located in Scottsdale. I am originally from Nebraska. Um, and yeah, I have an online training in nutrition coaching business. Kathy, one of our amazing clients. Um, Stuck so to be getting you ready for this photo shoot as well. But um, yeah, we have an online training in nutrition business. Um, and we work with people all over the world. That is pretty much... I guess whenever people ask me to like talk about myself, I don't really know what else to talk about. I, you probably relate to this. I don't feel like right. they're lifting and the coaching business is basically what my life is. So yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell.
0: And who do you work with mainly?
1: Honestly, it depends quite a bit. I Currently, my roster is primarily coaches like yourself. So I would say more more advanced gym pop and then coaches that want to learn more either a like hey i've been a coach for a long time but i don't feel like i necessarily look the part and like for so many coaches that's such an important piece that's not like how you look is by any means the most important thing but i do think practicing what you preach is a very important part of coaching that's like an entirely different tangent right but so many coaches top of board with, and like i've been there myself when I hired my first coach, I was why, but so many coaches hop on board to like, Hey, I don't feel like I'm practicing when I'm preaching, or I don't know how to like give the level of service that my clients deserve online. I want to see what you guys do so I can learn from you guys and apply it to my own clients and get in great shape along the way. So primarily people that want to get a little bit deeper into like macros, like more advanced programming, things of that. and interesting like people that have been training consistently, been tracking macros consistently for at least two years is like ninety to ninety five percent of our clients,
0: yeah, and you got I got awesome results with you. I mean, I still am. <laughs> We're still working together and I love your programming and thank you so much for this month's workout. Like I love a new workout every single month. That was so month, fun to so. write. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: That was one of my favorite programs that I've, I had just had. Just so, there's some programs like every, every week that like sent out. I was like, damn, that was so much fun to write. I don't know if you get like this, but I like, I there's a couple where I'm like, yeah, I had so much fun writing. That was like one of the most fun things i put together. And yours was definitely one of those this last week. So I was stoked when you said in your check-in, like, I'm really loving this training, by the way, like this programming, by the way, because I was, I was very much like enjoying putting that together as well.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I totally appreciate it. Um, so like when somebody comes, when they start first, start working with you, how do you approach their exercise for someone that wants to lose weight? And do you recommend cardio for fat loss? So kind of touch on that a little bit.
1: Okay. Absolutely. So when someone hops on board, yeah, first and foremost, we need to get clear on our goals, right? So we kind of have, hey, I want to lose weight versus I want to lose fat and improve my body composition, right? Now, a lot of people will come in and say like, hey, yeah, my goal is weight loss, when actually their goal is I want my body composition. I'm like, if you, your goal is strictly weight loss, then like, okay, you literally just want to see the scale drop don't care too much of like the end result. If there's like any sort of definition or like so much like how specifically your body is shaped, basically we just want to be lighter. And of course, like if you have a lot to lose, that will improve your body composition as well. But really what most people are saying is like, Hey, I want to look lean and fine. and I want to feel strong, not just like I want to lose weight. And that's like, it's important to understand because if it's just like, Hey, no, I literally just care about seeing the scale drop then okay cool you can like if you pay attention to your steps and you're on point with your nutrition then you can make that happen but if you want to achieve like the best body composition again if you want to be lean defined typically that comes with not only getting leaner which is primarily a product of your nutrition but also it's going to be a product of building some muscle along the way right like uh, <laughs> I, for some reason, the, this analogy of a coral reef, it doesn't really work very well, but it always comes to mind when I'm explaining this to people as of late. So bear with me on this. It's kind of like, okay, your body fat is like the ocean water. Right. And there's, and I don't really even know if this is how coral reefs work, but again, bear with me. Like (laughs) there's this coral, there's this coral reef under there. Right. That's Um, like your muscle okay so, or like so to build definition it's basically like we're trying to like uncover some of this coral reef so your training is kind of like we're building up this coral reef but we also have so if your training isn't if you're not training in the correct manner so basically if we're not even smart resistance training then <laughs> your coral reef isn't going to build in a manner that you'll actually like look more defined when the water drops, right? It'll just be kind of like the in-ocean water again, is like your body fat, which comes through your nutrition. This is such an analogy, but hopefully it makes sense.
0: I'm getting um, it. <laughs> You with me so far? Yep. <laughs> right.
1: So, so again, like training and nutrition for most people, the mistake many people make is like only looking at training or only that nutrition, but there are two things that very much like need to go hand for the results that most people want. So again, like, when we're looking at, to bring it back to your original answer or your original question, when we're looking at, okay, how do we approach training to improve your body composition? The thing to realize is um, it's smart to focus most of your training on building strength in the five to typically we'd say like five to 15, five to 30 rep range. Rather than trying to burn as many calories as possible. The thing to realize is like you would crush yourself with like a hit style of training super consistently. And still it only accounts for about 5% of the overall calories that you burn in a day. Right. So just not that many. Now on the flip side, when it comes to getting more defined, again, the thing to understand and I'm absolutely like someone that's like, oh, no one should say toned, right? Like muscles only grow or shrink it's like we need to meet people where they're at but again the thing to realize is like basically your muscles get bigger or smaller and like you getting more toned or more defined is a product of building bigger muscles while losing fat right so again the coral reef analogy so your coral reef is more visible um but again if we aren't training the thing is like if we aren't taking a muscle to the science seems to show us within about a good number to aim for is three reps shy of failure or less, then we're not actually fatiguing it enough to actually simulate new muscle growth. So when we're doing like a HIT style of training or a style of training that's based on burning a ton of calories, you're not burning that many calories. It's just not that great for fat loss, but you're also like the thing that causes you to end the set again, isn't like, damn, okay, like I'm trying to grow my glutes while I'm doing this, right? But it's not like you stop your sets because um, man, my glutes are just like so fatigued that I can't like do any more reps, right? It's like my cardio system is absolutely gassed and thus I need rest. So again, it's kind of shady for losing fat like because we like per unit of time invested is just not great for fat loss but it's also not great for building muscles so We're in, it's kind of like the worst of both worlds right but it's a good way to feel exhausted yeah. all the time in the gym um so again like it's smart for hopefully i'm not getting too far off track from your question but um basically then what we want to focus on is getting stronger in the 5 to 30 rep range over time with variations of squat hinge lunge push pull and that'll essentially like if we focus on that that's like at at the simplest level an easy recipe to okay I don't want building some lean muscle and if my nutrition is on point then I will um again basically get leaner So from the training perspective, that's typically like and I'm sure we can if you want to dig deeper in that we absolutely can. So then like to bring it back to the question about cardio Typically, I start clients with a step count and focusing on nutrition. Right? Again, nutrition is going to be uh, like when we look at uh, the interview. I know off air we're talking about you were just listening to the interview that I did with Peter Fisher, right? Yeah. And one of the things we talked about there was like, okay, so to burn a hundred calories, let's say that is let's say to burn hundred calories, it takes you fifteen minutes walking on the incline stair mill or the incline treadmill, right? Or you could literally just eat, what, 10, 11 grams less of that. Like, it's so much easier, like from a scalability perspective, people pretty quickly run into, because we do have like this, when it comes to, again, it's going to come down to this calories in, calories out of equation, right? At the most simple level, of course, you can make it more complex than that, and it typically needs to be more than that, but like at the most simple level. It's basically like, how are we controlling energy in and energy out? So for most people, like from a time perspective, and again, like it comes back to this idea of we can't, you can't burn off your diet, basically. When it comes back to this, like we need to make sure that our nutrition is just such from a scalability and like time perspective. Most people just have such limited time already that like trying to add more and more cardio to increase fat loss isn't just isn't realistic. So for most people, like we focus Almost exclusively on nutrition. Hey, also like steps are gonna be an important part of this because also we know that when we're dieting, as you eat less, you don't necessarily want to lose fat, right? So one of the ways your body will defend again is you'll see without realizing it, there will be this down regulation of all these things like pacing, fidgeting, blinking. And across the course of a day and a week, that can equate to a lot less calories burned. So you're eating less, but you're burning less. And if we don't account for that. And again, this can drastic this can vary drastically between people. I don't account for that. It can literally be like can literally stall your fat loss. So, and while we can't say like, hey, yo, make sure you fidget a tunnel day and blink a lot. Right. We can set some type of some type of step goal. So at least then we are kind of like setting, okay, we know a consistent baseline that your movement is at, because otherwise, if you were just like 20 steps and you weren't but you weren't hitting any any specific target across the course of the diet, you would see your steps decrease more and more and more and more. Right. So typically I've found with like 95% of clients to get lean don't actually need to do cardio. We do implement cardio sometimes, but it's not for fat as it's very rarely for fat loss purposes. Um, Sometimes to like get to, and even like, The last, like before your photo shoot, did we have you doing any cardio? No. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I think like the last four or five clients that I've gotten ready for a photo shoot haven't done like any cardio at all. And that's, it's very, very much like if you just focus on your nutrition and hitting a step goal is smart. If you enjoy traditional cardio, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think the problem is like so many people think that they need to do endless cardio to get the results they want. And then it's like, well... I really, really hate this. If this is what I have to do, then it's not even worth it when really it's so much more like your nutrition and hitting a step. Cool. Smart. Um, very long answer, but that's what I got for you. Oh,
0: perfect. <laughs> I think to a lot of my clients are, my clients are, you know, older and we're from that era where you have to, it's burn more, eat less. And right it's just so, you know, ingrained so that when I come to, you know, when a woman comes to me and I say, you know, Hey, we're going to kind of scale back on your cardio because that's actually making you really hungry. <laughs> it's not, you're not going to be able to adhere to your diet as easily. If you are focusing on that, you know, they don't, they just don't get it, but, but wait, I ate yesterday. So I'm going to do all this cardio today. So it's kind of like, shifting the gears and getting them to focus a little bit more on strength training but but're not I'm not burning any calories and I'm like that's you know
1: <laughs> and it is it is goal. very much it is very much like uh I do think that like different generations it's been instilling more like I know my dad that's something I've talked to him about I, I don't anymore because I kind of gave up on that one because he doesn't <laughs> it's interesting how we don't get into that. But, anyways, like right. with him, I know it's very the, much the same. Like, it's almost ingrained. Like, okay, if I like feel like I messed up yesterday, I'm going to go run it off today. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yo, yeah. like, let's look at what we could change in your nutrition maybe over the next couple of days. And like, maybe that would be a lot easier than like if you go run a mile or two miles, no matter how brutal it feels, like you're still not burning. That much, right? And but it's gonna be a lot harder than if we just like made these subtle tweaks to your nutrition over the next couple days.
0: Right. Or that burning to earn, you know, those turkey trots and things like that. I'm just gonna do this crushing workout (laughs) so I can eat whatever the hell I want, you know. Mm -hmm. So um well that basically sums up how to build it how building muscle um will help with fat loss because why does it help with fat loss?
1: So muscle muscle is a metabolically active tissue, meaning that it takes calories for your body to maintain. So kind of like our heart, any of our organs, like even at rest, they take calories just for your body to basically like keep them alive. Right. So we do, we do burn some calories. Via adding muscle mass, that is that is something that in the past was pretty overplayed. I know, like for the longest time, I told clients like, "Hey, if we add on a bunch of muscle, this is absolutely going to like jack up your metabolism big time because you're going to have so much more muscle mass, and your metabolism is going to be like through the roof." When really, it's like per pound of muscle we add is about six calories per day extra that we burn, like just from that that component of it. The biggest part of like when we look at the metabolism boosting benefits of it is basically we have a denser body right so if we are moving a more and like we don't <laughs> dense is probably not the best like way to put it but again like our body as a whole like when we're moving it through space or like we're stronger and we're lifting heavier weights like it takes more energy to move that more dense body or like to move those heavier weights like energy aka calories so thus we burn more through our day-to-day activities. Right? right. So from that extent, it can be helpful. Um, that said, like, again, when we come, when it comes to building muscle for fat loss, I think m- more so than like, and we could talk it to, we could talk a bit also about like, look at your insulin sensitivity, right? So much of one of the best ways to improve insulin sensitivity um, and basically allow your body to make better use of carbohydrates is to lift weights because especially in that period immediately post-training, insulin sensitivity is going to be so much higher. But really, like the biggest thing is not so much like, hey, we can do this, and this will allow you to burn a lot more calories. Like, no matter what, fat loss should be, you should look at like your nutrition as the primary catalyst for. Um your fat loss in training again almost always like it if it helps you burn some extra calories and get there quicker, that's great. But again, like if you're designing it around that, it'll probably be an ineffective program. Whereas rather it's like, okay, when I get there, how do I want to look and how do I want to feel? Right. And for most people, that's again like bringing it back to like, okay, do you want to just lose weight? And like maybe you look, and again, it's like depending on what the person wants to accomplish. But again, like if you want to get lean and fine when you get there, then training in a smart manner is a key component of that. Does that, does that answer the question?
0: Yeah. You're not going to, if you lose weight and you don't have any muscle under there, it's not going to look good. <laughs> exactly. be any fat. You want to have a little bit of, you want to replace that fat with some volume and have some volume on there anyways, you know, for that exactly. time. Of
1: look. And that's so many women that I've worked with and that's more and more, I would say more like when I started coaching online then now, typically, we'll push people into the building phase before this. But I remember initially, like clients, a lot of females that I would work with would hop on board, and and this the same is true for men, but a lot of women would hop on board and, like, okay, right away, I, I wanna diet, I wanna get super lean. And then, like, okay, we get, you are very lean right now, but hey, like, I still don't look the way I want, like, I don't look as strong as I want. I don't, yes. Why well, don't, and it's like, okay, we need to add muscle, right? Um, So it's such, it is such an important piece of this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So can you please explain for my listeners why it's almost impossible for a woman to get huge (laughs) lifting weights?
1: Absolutely. Or that,
0: that bulky, you know, that's the biggest concern that I have.
1: So how, the thing to understand is building muscle is a very, very slow process. Now it's thought that women like, can gain muscle at the same relative rate to men, but women just start at typically not to like be stereotypical or anything, but I think this is kind of like science. So I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) um, Typically women start with relatively lower overall muscle mass than men. So thus like their ceiling is a decent amount lower as well. Right. And the thing to realize is like, think about how many guys, you know, again starting with a higher a higher amount of relative mass um starting with more testosterone like and as a whole like the male hormonal profile is typically going to be more optimal so basically for building muscle right yeah um so like think about the easiest way to look at this is like think about how many men you know that have just been trying to get jacked for years and it hasn't happened yet right So, and it's just because, like, even if you're training in a smart manner, building muscle is a very, very, very slow process. Like, for most women, um, like, if you build one to two pounds of muscle in a month, that's great, great, great progress, right? But even, like, if you add one to two pounds of muscle, it's not going to be like, oh, holy shit, I am swole now. It's like, you added 30 to 40 pounds of muscle, then, like, it's going to be, oh, man, okay, maybe... And of course, again, it's dependent on like what you want. But if your goal is to, like not be bulky, then it's like, okay, it's, but it's kind of, I, I've used the analogy before, lots of analogies today. Yeah. It's kind of like you like got run over. Like, this is kind of like getting run over by a giant turtle, right? Like it's like way off in the distance. We see like this giant turtle, just like coming towards you at a turtle's pace, of course. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Hey, look at that giant turtle. And then it's like, like, Two years later, <laughs> oh, it got a little bit closer, right? Like it's something that we very, very intentionally, if you were trying to get jacked, especially as a woman, you very, very intentionally have to try to do so for years. Like, same thing with that turtle. Like, we would have to be like, oh, it's got a little closer, a little closer. Oh, this month it got like three steps closer, right? It's like, yeah. And that's the thing that that's the thing to understand, is just it takes so long. Um, unless you are as a natural which I'm pretty sure that most of your listeners, most of our listeners are natural anyways. Um, and I think if you're not, you're probably not worried about getting jacked, but does that answer the question?
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, and, um, just one last thing, why do Bulgarian split squats suck so much?
1: (laughs) That is a question that I've thought about many times myself. (laughs) Um, i think the thing about bulgarian split squats is they just seem to wreck both your quads and your glutes at the same time i don't know if that's how how it is for you but i know especially especially like when we add in like a deficit right it's just like in unilateral work as a whole if we're doing like we have to do one leg and then we have to do the other leg it's like fuck okay now i have to match the reps i think like the middle aspect of it but I mean, especially, like, if we're not doing a... If it's, like, a freestanding Bulgarian split squat, whereas, like, as you know, like, I I really like a Bulgarian split squat variation where, like, we're holding onto the rack with one hand, so stability isn't a limiting factor as well. I like those, too, yeah. I I like those are, like, a safety bar um, where you can hold on the rack with both hands. But (laughs) no matter what, like, any variation... And again, I can't fully explain it, but there was just, like, a unique kind of pain with Bulgarian split squats that... (laughs) (laughs) And truly, I think there's such an effective movement again. Like, no matter what your goal is, if it's just like functional strength, a normal Bulgarian split squat, if you want to build muscle, like a deficit Bulgarian split squat with like hand support. But also, again, there is just like that unique pain that is just the yeah. worst. I would say the only thing comparable to that is like, have you ever done a soul by experience?
0: I have, I, I don't mind those, but that's probably because of my spin background.
1: Okay. Okay. I would. <laughs> I would say for me personally, like assault bike sprints with short rest intervals, but you're basically like an all out assault bike sprint yeah. for like a minute. Right. I would say that is pretty comparable to like the pain. Certainly, but those are the only two things that quite get there.
0: <laughs> that's true. I've never done them for a minute. I think I think at one point you did program some assault bike bikes what things in for me, but um I don't think I ever did a minute. I think it was like 30 seconds or 20 seconds. Okay. We're trying to get a watt, like a watt range, I think. Okay. Uh, it was and it's hard. It is hard. Okay. Like it's like, whoa. <laughs> but,
1: and that's like I know some guys will test like their 10 minute um like like their max distance in 10 minutes and just like That sounds like the literal worst thing you could do. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound fun.
0: (laughs) Um, Is there anything that you want to add on that I haven't asked? Uh,
1: I mean, I think that was a good kind of baseline of everything. Again, just understanding that for most people, the physique that you want, men and women alike involves typically adding muscle and losing fat. And very much we need to look at, like if you're looking at, training as your way of burning fat is basically just a recipe to spin your wheels for a long time. Always feel like you're working hard, but never see the results. Right. right. So the nutrition component of it is very important, but also on the flip side, you'll feel like you're not seeing results because of the way that you're training also, isn't going to actually help you build muscle. Right. Um, and again, like getting lean, getting defined does basically just come down to building muscle and losing fat. So I think that I would say that's the biggest piece of it. Again, like, Training different variations. If you focus just on variations of squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull. If you take some time to audit how hard you're training within those movements, because this is another important piece of it. Um, and I know like that's like why we have you do form videos is, hey, like how hard are you truly pushing this? Because yeah, I know your technique is solid on most things. But again, like, and like that's the same reason I have a coach who I send as well. Just like it keeps you honest because a lot of times it is easy, just easy to like, okay, I could maybe have squeezed out three more. Or like a lot of times people will just arbitrarily hit the top end of a rep range. Like, okay, this was eight to 12 reps. I hit 12 reps, so I'm going to stop here. when when I feel like look and assess, like, okay, let's say you were doing back squats. When you look and assess that, okay, you stopped at 12 because the rep range said 12, but you literally could have done like nine more of those. So did you actually get anything out of that set? Probably not a lot, right? So again, it's a good way to spend time. So auditing your effort is a very important piece of that. Um, I would say also making sure again that because when we want if you want to get leaner and more defined again we want fatigue within the muscles that we're trying to train to be the limiting factor so the last thing that can really hamper people from accomplishing that is not resting long enough between sets so if you turn all your training into like a giant circuit again the thing your heart rate will be jacked up yeah and it'll feel like you're working hard but again like the thing that's causing you to stop your sets is probably your cardio system and you're exhausted not like Okay. Again, like, like that example from earlier, my glutes are so fatigued that I have to stop the set. So again, like resting 90 seconds to three minutes between sets or at very least between like a superset of two movements is so helpful for most people.
0: I love that you added that in too, because it's so difficult. It's like people get their set in like, okay. Right. All right, next. (laughs) If you could just crank out three of those sets, like no problem, you're not working hard enough.
1: (laughs) And that's truly like auditing the intensity is so damn important. And that's just not something that, it's not something that's talked about, right? But it's probably, I don't want to say it's the most important thing because we have like, I would say execution and effort are both very, very important. Like we can't get results without either. But again, like it is such an important piece to the puzzle.
0: Yeah, it all goes together. Awesome. Thank you so much for all this information. Where, where can people find you? And I'll link in the show notes to your socials, but.
1: So you can follow me on Instagram at Jeremiah bear. Um, Last name is B A I R. Check out our website. It is barefit.com. We drop new super in-depth blogs every week. Um, My podcast is living lean. You can find that wherever podcasts are and that is pretty much it.
0: Yeah. And you guys, you got to check out his blogs because they are, like he said, very detailed. (laughs) So thank thank you you so much for coming. I was, uh, I so appreciate it. And um, I will talk to you soon.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me.